You're never buying a property wondering what the hell you're going to do with it. You need to, you need to figure out, if, am I renting this? Will the property support the rental mm-hmm. of this? Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now, our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong, and I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this, and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content-rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. Welcome back. In this episode, we're going to be discussing knowing your exits before you begin. We've already discussed the traps, the trials and tribulations of falling for what's being advertised by agents and sellers. And whenever we're going into a negotiation, uh, we want to uh, minimize our risk and know our exits um, as we go along in the negotiation and when we have an agreement. And based on what could go wrong, we have an exit plan for that. And what I mean by an exit is either how we uh, monetize the contract, uh, how we close on the property without risking uh, anything, and how to really protect ourselves along the way. We wouldn't go into a burning building knowing that there's no escape. Uh, that would be suicide. Same thing with, with any negotiation or any contract. We don't want to get into something where we know we don't have an exit. Now, of course, we're always trying to buy below wholesale. Uh, we're trying to buy the best way we can. But if we can't buy at incredible, you know, incredible value uh, as far as price goes, there are other ways of buying property, which is uh, taking over debt and uh, being okay with much smaller margins. For example, um, if a property is worth four hundred thousand uh, and they owe four hundred thousand, um, and their interest rate is very low because they were fortunate to refinance at the right time, and there's only a few years left on the mortgage. Let's say there's seven years left on the mortgage, and their payment is let's call it twenty thousand dollars a year. Okay, so they have it's worth four hundred. They owe four hundred. Their payment is twenty thousand dollars a year, uh, but the income that the property is generating, let's call it thirty five thousand dollars a year. So if the net income of the property without paying the mortgage is thirty five, and there's a twenty thousand uh, dollar mortgage payment, there's fifteen thousand dollars left, right, yep. yeah. of net income. And if that person wants to walk away with maybe I don't know five grand. Um, because there's no money, we're actually paying $405,000 for a property mm-hmm. that is at a 10 cap only worth, you know, 350, right? Um, but there's $15,000 left over. So the question is, is would I, would I write a check for five grand to make $15,000 a year? Well, would you write a check for five grand to make $15,000 a year? Absolutely. That's not if, it's how many times would no, you do that? Yeah, it's a 300% return <clears throat> on, on the money. So the risk is very low because, you know, in the third of the year, I'm paid back. So I'm at zero. If there's an upside, it's even better. Let's say the rents are, are a little on the low side. There's an opportunity to increase those rents. Um, maybe only three quarters of the, 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 the units are actually... Uh, in operation, there might be you know some occupancy percentages that mm-hmm. we can go up. So I know that my exit isn't necessarily going to be on price; it's going to be on terms. I have a saying that ADT is our security blanket. ADT is a security company. If, um, if I don't know if you have ADT in the area that you live in, 
but it's a security company, a fairly large one. And ADT to me stands for asset at discount and or terms. So we want the discount first, but sometimes you just can't get the discount, but you can get some killer terms. Um, and there, that's a whole other episode just by itself. But I'm able to, you know, to, to tie up the property on the terms that I'm looking for. So my exit strategy at this point is just to uh, never actually uh, sell it. I don't have an exit strategy other than hanging on to it until the property is paid off. So my exit going into the agreement, I know, is not a refinance because I wouldn't be able to refinance it. I wouldn't be able to get a better term than what's going on and understand there's only seven years left of the mortgage, which means the property's paid off in seven years. So it's a $15,000 income uh, or let's call it ten thousand dollar income, yes. right? After uh, after only year one. Well, after right? year one is only ten, and then it's going to be fifteen, fifteen, fifteen plus right. whatever increase in revenue we're going to have. And in seven years, that sucker is going to make me forty thousand dollars a year because it's paid for. Yeah, and you um, only paid five for it, so that's good. I only paid five grand for it. But, but I overpaid. But I overpaid. Yes. You so overpaid. I over. I paid more than it's worth. Yet I'm making out like a banshee because of how I bought it. So I and I know and I understand my exit. Traditionally, our exit is going to be we buy it at a discounted rate, we stabilize it, optimize it, and then refinance it. And our exit is going to be to refinance, pull out as much cash as possible, take that tax-free money or tax-deferred, really, because that's you know you have to pay the tax at one point unless you keep 1031-ing it. But it's tax-deferred, and if you do it enough, it's tax-free because you never really get to, to pay the tax. And by the way, the, that, de- that depreciation schedule uh, that you keep rolling over dies with you. It's mm-hmm. called dying, dying with your boots on. So you can actually die out and pay the taxes. You don't have to pay the taxes when you die. And when your heirs receive the, the property, you know, mm-hmm. they, they get it basically free and clear. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, anyway, that's a whole other episode. But um, so whenever I'm going into a project, am, am I going to go on terms? So my exit is, uh, if it is on terms and there's no refinance possible, um, I also have to disclose that to those that are lending me the money. So in a case, like I just explained, now let's just add a few zeros to that. So let's say we're getting into a $4 million property and they owe around $4 million. And, you know, there's only a few years left on the mortgage and, you know, they need $50,000 in order to, to escape and we're making $150,000 a year instead. So would you write a $50,000 check to make $150,000 net a year after debt service? The answer is... How many times says, can I do it? How many times can I do it? Now, what if I don't have $50,000? What if I'm not able to come up with $50,000? Well, um, I could go to a private lender, which we've done in previous episodes. If you haven't listened to that or watched that, please do. Uh, let's say Frank is a private lender, and I say, Frank, what kind of interest? If I have a, an opportunity to make it a really high interest on a deal for you know, a very long time, you know, would you be interested? Of course. All right. What, Absolutely. What, what, you know, what, uh, what kind of... Double my, ba- my bank's interest. <laughs> Which is what? 1.5%. All right. Yeah. Well, well, if I could um, triple 2%, that, 2%. Let, let's say, you could triple that. I'll give you 5%, <laughs> which is triple. No, but if, if I even gave him, let's say, 15%, mm-hmm. if I said, I'll give you 15% um, because I, I you know, have this opportunity, it makes a shit ton of money, um, would you like to, uh, you know, hear the numbers? I, I'll, I'll even, you know, I'll give you the money at 15%. Would yeah. that work? You? you already have the money in your pocket by even by the time you finish that conversation. Yeah. So, of course. and so I'm paying Frank fifteen percent. Which I what if I paid him twenty percent? Or you know, if you know, in some states you can't even offer twenty percent because it's considered usury. But let's say it was twenty percent, and it wasn't. It was a state where it wasn't usury. Um, is twenty percent interest a lot of? You know, that's a huge return, right? 
So at 20%, if I'm borrowing $50,000, he's making $10,000 a year of interest. So I have $150,000 net after debt service. I got to pay him $10,000 a year in interest at 20%, which is insane. Mm -hmm. But I'm still left with $140,000 a year, right? And I could pay him off. I could pay him off within the first year. Or if I don't want to pay him off the first year, I'll pay him $20,000 a year until he's paid off. And you know, twenty percent, ten thousand dollars a year until he's paid off. Yeah, yeah. I'll pay him. Tw- I'll pay him a double what I owe him, and I'll, it'll be paid oh, off. You know, whenever he gets paid off. I'm not going to do the math. That's not that I would want that. I, I wouldn't want you to expedite that. But that, you don't that. decide. Yeah. No, I know you don't decide. Yeah. I'm just saying at those returns, I wouldn't want that. But it does give you the option to do so if you really want to. In the first year, you could be you could be right. done. Or even if I wanted to split the deal with him, I'll give you a third of the deal. He you know he puts in his fifty thousand and he gets fifty thousand dollars a year. I'll split the deal with him three. Mm-hmm. You know. Would he be okay with having putting in fifty and making fifty thousand dollars a year? That's a hundred percent return on his investment. Uh, of course. Now we're using you know numbers that aren't necessarily real for a specific deal, but those deals are everywhere. If you listen in on the seller call program, it's not unusual for us to get one hundred and fifty, two hundred, three hundred uh, percent returns. We've even gotten gifted properties that we just take over payments on. In which case, our returns are infinite. And if you have no money of your own invested, it's an infinite return. It really is. Yep. Uh, the person that's uh, pitching in for the deal, again, they're not giving you the money. They're giving the deal the money. They're happy. Our exit is to do it creatively. And we understand the mechanics of how to exit the deal. And Frank knows that if he's into it uh, as a partnership, if he's going to get a percentage, he's never getting his money back. The exit is you're going to own the the property until it's paid for. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, there is one way to get the money back is, is, if, is if you sell that a particular asset. But if it's road. worth what it's worth, we're, no, you wouldn't yeah, want to sell it. We don't want to sell it, right? Yeah. So if, if we're buying it basically for its value and we're just yeah. paying off the mortgage as time goes on, then... He's getting back his money once you finish paying off the mortgage and refinancing. But that's like in 10 years, right? right. Yes. Right. So there's not the a quick exit. Like, no, that's there's, right. There's some that we're getting in and getting out. It's a quickie, literally. It's a short-term bridge financing with high interest. Two to three years max. With uh, knowing that we're going to optimize the property and our exit is going to be to refinance, pull money out, and get out. I would never borrow the money for one year. I know you were saying that earlier, that you would borrow money for a year and then paid it back in nine months. You know, that's kind of a fix and flip or fix, stabilize and sell. But that wasn't the strategy, plan. That right? wasn't the plan. That's what happened. Right, right. You so, had other opportunities that you want to liquidate the, 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 the single families and get it to something more bigger where mm-hmm. you were doing the, the multifamilies that's and that's right. fine. So it does depend on what terms you use will dictate. Actually, sometimes you have more than one exit strategy. So the terms will dictate what exit strategies are available to you. But also, I, I know for some of the properties that we had, our exit was just using a simple uh, option to buy. So we knew within three years or five years, the person, the tenant that we got in there was going to purchase the property. That was mm-hmm. the intent anyways. And and some of them came to fruition and, and some of them didn't. But you had, so if it didn't, that one, my, my exit strategy would have been either A, initially was to sell it within that three years or five years, whatever your option period was for them to buy it. And if they didn't come to fruition, you could still hold it and just lease it or get into another option to buy. And that's what happened on one property happened three times. Right. But you knew your exits before you began. You're never buying a property wondering what the hell you're going to do with it. You need to, you need to figure out, am I renting this? Will the property support the rental Mm -hmm. of this? Um, I know too many people that buy a property and realize too late that the income actually doesn't support 
the debt service. And they're you know they're screwed every single month. That's yeah, a that's, that's a monthly seminar. That's why you, the, the you diligence know, is super you, important. You know, you paid thirty five thousand dollars a year in that seminar where you were losing yeah. you know, two thousand dollars a month yeah. or three or whatever the number was. That that is a seminar every single month that you that hurt like hell. Correct. And you had to pay to get out of it. So not only did he lose money on a monthly basis, he had to write a check to get out of, out, out out of the problem. Out of the problem, or lose his license as a CPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, his livelihood would be gone. If this sounds all Chinese to you right now, you need to go back and look at the episode where I actually discussed my uh, yes. my my beginnings in real estate. And uh, uh, yeah, but terrible. exits are important uh, before you enter. But there's also exits before you before you even enter because you might not want to enter. And that's the wholesale strategy where even if you, you like the property, but for one reason or another, you aren't able to find the cash to buy it or you're, you're not able to get into it. The numbers don't quite check out like you wanted them. Uh, then you can actually wholesale and sell the property to someone else and still come out with some cash without even having owned the property. Sell the contract. Yeah, sell the contract. Because yeah, you don't right. technically own the property. That's right. Yet, right. Yes. Well, typically, but, we like to have at least two exit strategies going into each deal because one of them may may not be an option no more or may not make financial sense. Yeah. So having that uh, buy, you can have a buy, fix, and, and hold, buy, fix, and flip, mm-hmm. or a buy, tie up, and wholesale. Mm-hmm. So that's three exit strategies. And depending what you unravel during your due diligence and whatever, you can go either one yeah. of those three. And it's good to have those options. Some people don't have that option only because they buy it, for, they buy it wrong. They buy it for too much. And when you do that and you buy it wrong, your options start diminishing. You can't wholesale it. Mm. You, can, you can't buy, fix, and flip it because now what happens, if, be what happens, if, you, what happens if you budgeted X amount mm-hmm. to, to fix it and you doubled it, now you're like, shit, well, the house is worth or the property is worth 500000 but I spent X amount. Now I, I, I'm in it for you can't know, recover. $750,000. Yeah. You can't flip it. What are you going to flip it for? To, to who? And then even if to buy, fix, and hold, then your refinance amount is just not going to be enough to... To cash out and, and cash, cash out even yeah. your, your, your investors. And that's so, right. uh, it, it's, it, well, obviously well, it that comes is, down to buying it right. I think that's kind of the, the root of all, all success in, in this business. And understanding the exits that go with that. Yeah. Maybe you understand how to take a property that seems overpriced and to reposition it in some way where, you know, you're, you're able to capitalize on, uh, go from a, a maybe a D class building, which is, you know, really dilapidated. And turn it into an A loc- into an A building where the rents triple, mm-hmm. and it makes sense at that point um, for the area that's going in. But again, that's unless you really know what you're doing, that's dangerous. It's, and it's risk. extremely risky, mm-hmm. and if you're using other people's money, you really need to know what you're doing and not screw anyone over and do it right and borrow enough to get it completed. Because the worst thing is also is you get into a project and you think you're on track. But you're actually under budget. Uh, you're way over budget, and you're out of money. And uh, you know you can be screwed that way. And, as and well. that happens often. And it's it's listen. It's like a, a, a GPS when you when you put in your coordinates, your starting point and your end point. Your end point being the exit strategy. I know on my GPS when I'm driving and there's a um, um, an accident that just happens. It, mm-hmm. it says, "Hey, it, it comes literally Re-route, up on my yeah. street. Mm-hmm. It's going to reroute as a faster route." So. Yeah. That's changing as you're in motion, as you're moving, and that's exactly what you want in your real estate business. You want to be able to change on the fly if circumstances yeah, change. You'll navigate it's to different pivoting. pivoting. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to pivot. And mm-hmm. uh, if you if you're in sports, you're pivoting constantly in the game on the field, and you have to do the same thing when you're uh, in the negotiation process. Maybe there's some new information that happened, which is great. Um, you know, there's a revitalization of the area, or there's tax credits, or 
Um, pips or, on a hotel. Or if, or if you're in a hotel, there's something called pips, which mm-hmm. is improvements. So if you look at a Marriott, all the Marriotts look very similar, and it's on the ownership to change the carpet and the color of the walls, and you know the the, the covers and the, even the furniture. Pips could be millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and that comes out of your pocket. And if you have a new owner pip, which we've encountered a 1.4 million dollar mm-hmm. new owner pip on a Ramada. Um, you got to factor that in, and then you can use that as a negotiation tool to pivot, change, and reassess, yeah. reassess our exit strategy. Mm-hmm. So it's important to uh, to understand exactly when you close based on the information that you have. What are the two or three exit strategies that you would have? If you only have one, you should be very careful, uh, unless you have a lot of experience in that. Just understand uh, the exit strategies that are available. Pivot. And uh, be firm about being flexible and not too emotional when you're negotiating. We have an episode that is on that, so don't miss it, because being emotional in a negotiation is the kiss of death. You're going to make the wrong decisions. So make sure you tune in on on that episode. I think we pretty much covered it, so thanks for listening and hope you learned a couple of nuggets. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to GetDealsByTuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm